0: Do you vape or know someone who does? Chances are you do if that person goes to Western. New research suggests younger male students at Western University are uh, hooked on vaping. The survey was done before the COVID-19 pandemic hit and found those between the ages of 17 and 19 are 10 times more likely to vape than those older than them. And younger men also twice as likely to vape as opposed to younger women. The research was conducted by Dr. Jamie Seabrook, associate professor in foods and nutritional sciences at Brasher University, and joins us now. I Appreciate the time today.
1: Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: What made you want to uh, look into this?
1: Well, I'm actually doing a considerable amount of research on on vaping right now. I have a, a Canadian Institutes of Health Research grant and. Um, Most research to date has really focused on, you know, in Canada high school and even higher years of even elementary school, but we really don't know a lot about vape use in post-secondary institutions in Canada per se, so I thought it would be interesting to look at uh, the extent of vaping in university here at Western, and I combined into three different age categories knowing what we know about youth and vaping, so I looked at university students between the ages of 17 to 19, 20 to 25, and those that were older were classified as 26 or older.
0: I mean, how big of a concern is this? I mean, it seems as though uh, the vaping, you know, industry is sort of the wild west of the, you know, for lack of a better, term, it's not smoking, but it's, you know, smoking adjacent at the very least, uh, the kind of the wild west of the smoking kind of world here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest concerns, of course, is we know that youth vaping uh, or vaping in general is associated with, you know, lung injury, respiratory illness. And we also know that about 90% of youth who vape use a product containing nicotine. And that's really concerning because we know that nicotine addiction is a real thing, and there's lots of evidence that shows that youth are who vape, a lot of them aren't smoking. Uh, so what happens is they get addicted to this nicotine, And they're far more likely to become smokers in adulthood. In fact, um, we know, for example, that um, vape use doubles the risk of being willing to try cigarette smoking among youth. There's a lot of research to support that.
0: Which is interesting, you know, I know some people who vape and they're former smokers, and so for the longest time it was viewed as a way to wean off of smoking, but it seems to be sending people in the other direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely two sides to the coin, and I and I do uh, you know definitely appreciate that, and I think that was the intention. But unfortunately, <clears throat> what it's done is it's it's uh, attracted the, the youth, and a lot of that has to do with you know the flavoring of the vapes and whatnot. And because of that, um, we're getting a whole a large proportion of of teen vapers who have never smoked cigarettes, who then are getting addicted to this to this uh, to to vaping, and then. Because of that addiction, um, you know, other poly substance use occurs as well. So they, they then sometimes get involved in cannabis use or other types of substances, high alcohol use, etc.
0: You kind of touched upon it, but what is it about that 17 to 19 cohort that is, um, has them so into vaping?
1: Yeah, I think a large part portion of that is, is the um, popularity of the, the flavoring. It's kind of considered almost like a cool thing. Um, one of the students that I teach martial arts to actually told me that, you know, you go into a, a washroom in a high school and all you smell is the flavoring of vapes because it's almost like a hangout spot. Almost everyone is doing it, even though they're not allowed to, but, you know, they, they go in quickly and then they, they come out and... So it's a real popularity thing, and it's a, it's a high concern because what I'm what my research is finding is those who vape are far more likely to engage in other, you know, substance um, risk-taking behavior. Whether that's high alcohol use, cannabis, there was even a small proportion who were um, using cocaine on a regular basis. So this is this is really concerning.
0: You know, that we've had some stories uh, locally where there have been some, you know, uh, some very serious uh, outcomes with with, uh, with uh, vaping and popcorn lung, I think of. Do we know the long-term consequences of this?
1: You know, there's actually a very little research that looks at uh, long-term uh, outcomes because vaping is still a, a quite a new thing. So what we've, we see is a lot of, you know, acute lung injury and things like that. But... We just don't know at this point there's not enough longitudinal research that looks you know far you know many years ahead of what the implications are, but you know again, with things like vaping and, and uh, a lot are using you know cannabis with it, we know that the developing brain, for example, of a teen is much different than the adult brain because the adult brain you know stops developing around age twenty five so those who you know, there was a large proportion of students, hard to believe, in, in university that say, "We, I vape 30 days of the month, every day. So this, you know, extent of frequency and intensity of vape use is, is certainly very concerning long term.
0: What do you hope people take from this research?
1: Well, I hope that the findings uh, from this research um, can be used by, say, the university Um certainly the local public health unit that really can help develop future vaping awareness and prevention campaigns, and and that because I looked at predictors of vape use to really effectively target such activities to the most vulnerable students, so by knowing who are those that are most vulnerable, it allows us more opportunity, I think, to target the interventions appropriately.
0: It's uh, really quite interesting, and I uh, will we'll, we'll follow it closely. Uh, Dr. Seabrook, I certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks very much.
0: That's Dr. Jamie Seabrook, Associate Professor in Foods and Nutritional Sciences at Brescia University.